0: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Before Sarah discovered ChumbaCasino.com, she enjoyed chamomile tea. Come on, big jackpot. And being in PJs by six. Let's go. The new fun Sarah Woohoo! often thinks about the old boring Sarah yes. and wonders if that Sarah ever really existed. <laughs>
0: Chumba Casino has over a hundred casino style games, so join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We're protected by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Mic Drop the podcast where relevancy is irrelevant and we don't give a shit about your feelings. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. This is a part two installment of the Q&A session. Uh, We had so many questions that uh, I didn't want to sit here for three and a half hours like I do uh, when I have my guests um, and and bore you to tears with it. I wanted to, to break it up a little bit, but I'm going to get right back into it. Uh, so we're just continuing to go down the list here and, uh, we're going to gonna rock and roll. All right. So Austin Stuco uh, asks what are some things you have learned when it comes to starting building and maintaining a business? Uh, that's a great question. And I'll tell you, almost everything that I've learned, I've learned the absolute fucking hard way. Uh, I do not have an MBA in anything or from anywhere rather. Um, the, here's the gist, to, you know, kind of to, to kind of briefly synopsize, you know, what it is is that number one, you've got to understand that just having a good idea isn't enough, uh, just having the capital to to start it isn't enough, just having passion to want to be successful isn't enough. Those things are are important, and I would say, frankly, imperative is that you have to have all of those things, but just having that isn't enough. What I've come to learn is that, you know, the, the demand that exists, unless you are fucking brilliant, where you're coming up with a a product that is going to create demand for itself, which is an anomaly, is that you've got to know what what is your target market. And more importantly, this is the biggest thing, is how many of them are there? If, if there's 12 people that are probably going to be interested in whatever the fuck it is that you're looking to produce, guess what? You're not going to be in business very long. Uh, And I see that all the time and and I've even learned that the hard way is that, you know, you can pick any business and there's different paths of, of, you know, acquiring revenue streams in those different uh, industries and and types of businesses that are are far more lucrative uh, in terms of the juice being worth the squeeze or from a cost benefit analysis standpoint than others. And you have to identify what that is. And you, and you have to say to yourself, you know, d- does that make sense? Does what it's going to take from a time, money, resources, manpower, uh, logistics standpoint, is, is what that's going to take to accomplish getting this product out there and, and making sure customer service is nailed and the customer experience is appropriate? Uh, and that everybody is happy and that, and that you have the ability to continue to make that product and you're not overstocking too much inventory, but you're not having customers wait for uh, six months for a product, You know things that, again, I've learned the hard way in, in just about every regard, um, is that can you pull all that off, one, and number two is if you can, is it actually going to be fucking worth it? Uh, and, and to me, those are all questions you've got to answer and have answered and have yeses to every one of them before you even consider starting a business. Because if you can't, you're going to fail. And that's why most businesses fail, in my opinion, is that they have a really great idea. And you're like, man, this would be awesome. And it's like, yeah, I would buy that if I was me and all my friends would. But when you look at the broader spectrum of, okay, the 330 million Americans or, uh, you know, even if you're looking at the 7 billion customers is what kind of percentage of of those customers are actually going to buy your bullshit. Uh, And if it's a really, really low number, then your acquisition rate needs to be super fucking high and it's probably not going to be. You know, if, if you're extremely lucky, you'll get 10% uh, of the people you're targeting to actually buy your shit. So if that number is inherently low to begin with, I got shitty news for you. You're not going to sell very many of them, you know. So um, you know, to me, that's, that's the probably the biggest element in terms of starting it. Um, now, building and maintaining accounting. Uh, Hands fucking down, keep track of your shit and pay whatever you need to pay to have somebody that's overqualified for the level of your business uh, to keep track of your books to, you know, whether it's profit and loss statements or accounting sheets or, uh, you know, cash flow projections, things of that nature is that you have got to have somebody that has their arms around that in a huge fucking way and, and will keep your shit straight. Uh, Because if you're wasting money or you don't know where it goes or you can't keep track of your shit, that's the fastest way once you have a solid business built that it's going to fail is to not be keeping track of your shit. The other thing uh, is expectations. Good people are hard to find. And one of my biggest problems coming out of the military and working with the guys that I had worked with, um, you can't have those same level of expectations. But you can't have the same level of expectations really with anybody is that you have to understand nobody's perfect. Everybody's going to need some coaching, myself included, uh, and and that don't take every fucking thing personally. Like you, you can't expect every single employee to have a, an A game 25 hours a day. It's not going to happen. Uh, you know, have have expectations. Make sure that job descriptions are understood and, and lanes are understood in terms of what, what each person's responsibility is. And, and then – uh, above and beyond that is make sure that every everybody involved in your business knows where the fuck you're trying to go. Uh, if you don't know that, how the fuck are you going to get there? And that's from the business owner all the way down to the lowest part time employee that has the littlest impact on any of your operations is that everybody you know whether it's a one page cheese deck laminated mission statement or just making sure that everybody knows, hey, this is what we do here, this is how we do it, and this is where we're trying to fucking go and together we're gonna get there if that's not happening, you know again, shitty news flash is you're gonna have a hard time getting there you know if you don't know where you want to go or your or your people don't know where they want to go and they don't know why the fuck they're doing what they're doing. You're probably not going to retain them very long, uh, and they're and they're not going to help you get there because they don't even know where the fuck that is. They don't know where 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 there is. That's uh, that is an oversimplification and kind of a synopsis. I don't want to spend two hours talking about building a business, but those have been the kind of textbook key arch lessons that I've uh, that I've learned over the years. Uh, and I can tell you, every fucking one of them, I've learned the hard way, and, and unfortunately, sometimes more than once. But um, maybe I'll do another business podcast at some point, uh, episode or, or episodes occasionally, but Patrick dot 90, um, love your podcast. What's the toughest obstacle you had to overcome when you left the military? What's your advice for military vet- veterans struggling to find new meaning in civilian life? Great question, Patrick. Uh, I just actually mentioned it as the, my biggest thing to overcome was half of it is expectations is realizing that, Hey, you're not in the military anymore. And the people that you deal with and interact with day to day aren't wired the same way as you. And they're not going to respond to the, Hey, fuck face. How about we take this behind the berm? You know, every time you have a problem with somebody, uh, that, that doesn't generally, uh, work well with most people. I think it should, I think it would solve a lot of fucking problems and there'd be a lot less bullshit. Uh, but you have to understand is that you may have nobody working for you if you treat everybody like they're a, a white shirt showing up at uh, at Bud's for the first time and you're getting ready to kick them in the dick. Um, so you've you've got to to tamper and, and scale your expectations back a little bit that uh, they are a little more appropriate for uh, for your your average everyday American citizen. In terms of uh, you know my advice for for veterans struggling veterans getting out. To me, you know, the the simplest way I can put it is purpose. You know, to me, the the, the meaning of life is purpose. And, and it really is that that is the, the foundation or should be of your life is that if every day when you get up, when you get up, there's a fucking reason behind it and, and a good reason. You know, one that makes you want to get out of bed, that makes you want to work hard, that makes you want to accomplish whatever the fuck it is that's what's going to make you happy is is the struggle and then ultimately the 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 ability to overcome that struggle and accomplish what your fucking purpose is that's what makes you happy that's what makes everybody happy um, you know because and and the reason i can tell you that that's a fact is that you know that is why there there are homeless people that are the happiest sons of bitches you've ever met And there are people with $4 billion in their bank account that are the most miserable fucking wretches you've ever come across in your life and that are total dicks because it's not money and cars and houses and other shit that's going to make you happy. Now, let's flip the realism table over for a second and and that if you are in in a position where you you have purpose and it's making you successful and you're making a good living, then yes – Having those extra resources is going to to it's going to make it easier to be happy and be more purposeful. Don't get that twisted. Is that we all want to be able to to go on vacations and and buy nice shit and and have fun and and be able to go out to dinner when we want and things like that. But that is empty if there's nothing driving that other than just the sake of collecting shit and being wealthy because that that isn't going to make you happy. But you know, so so find something that your purpose driven about and then figure out a way to be financially successful in doing so to me that is that's the secret to life uh vander dot the dot german shepherd favorite optic during your time in theater acog aimpoint eotech none of the above trijicon fucking reflex uh hands down my favorite site it's on every one of my long guns currently and until something comes out that kicks its ass that's what'll be on there All right, so Alan Moore, 15, uh, you're not the only one. I've gotten a a bunch of these questions. Hey, Mike, do you care to share any thoughts about Brandon Webb, soft rep, and the helmet cam footage fallout? All right, I've had a ton of people ask me both about Brandon, about soft rep, about this footage stuff. Um, Here's my take on the footage. Actually, here's my take on, you know, in terms of my relationship with Brandon, et cetera, I'm not here – you know, to talk about people that are in in my life personally or otherwise. Um, all I'm going to say is that uh, I, I am not affiliated with him in in any fashion whatsoever. Uh, that that's all I'm going to say about it. On the footage, uh, the fallout from the footage. Um, a lot of people have asked me my take on it. My take on it is very simply that, you know, in terms of the First Amendment, is, is what. Was published? Um, was it legal? Yes, it was. And again, that's the free speech thing. Do I think it was right? No, I don't. Uh, in my opinion, footage like that—that that should not be up to news outlets to determine. Um, you know whether or not it should be posted. Uh, I just don't. Uh, no, I don't think they should go to jail for it or be or be forced to take it down. Just like you know, I don't think you can mandate fucking manners. Um, You know, you you can't make it against the law to be an asshole. Um, And I don't think you should try, frankly, um, because it's impossible. But, you know, to me, 100 percent, that should be up to the family. If the family uh, and everybody's family who's involved in that video says, you know what? Yes, we want this to be public and we want this organization to to put it out there, then that's their call and it, it should remain their call, not just in this case, but in every one of them. Uh, that's, that's how I see that. Uh, again, shouldn't be illegal, but in, if it's me, I think it should be up to the family. Um, that's all I'm going to say on it. All right. Biscuit and the bean says, since you ask all your guests this question, I like to know what your defining moment was when you wanted to, when did you know you wanted to be a seal and that you wanted to work with working dogs for a living? I don't know that I'd necessarily call it a defining moment. It was a combination of three main components uh, in high school. One was getting my ass beat, like I talked about in in the last uh, in in the first installment of this uh, of this episode. Um, the second one, strangely enough, was reading a Popular Mechanics article, uh, which I actually still have the magazine. But, uh, it was just, it was a, it was a, an article about the seal teams, what they did, uh, the weapons they use missions, they go on whatever. And since I grew up as a competitive swimmer in Iowa, since the time I was five, uh, it just seemed like a good fit. My grandpa was in the Navy. My mom had some influence there and, and saying, uh, you know, cause I originally told her and, and my best friend at the time we were going to go be Rangers. And, uh, she, she liked the Navy route option. And I, I did listen to my mom back then. I still do, but, uh, so anyway, uh, that that was the, the second component. And then the third one was just uh, I, I've always been really competitive, um, and you know, hearing and reading that you know, SEAL training is the is the toughest military training the U.S. has to offer. Which of course that's always going to be debated by any of the other soft groups. But uh, it was it was a combination of those things. Uh, it wasn't really a defining like holy shit, this is now I know what I want to do. It was it was a. It was a process, and and over that you know kind of sophomore and junior year of my of my high school days, uh, that's what contributed to that. Uh, in terms of when I wanted to work with working dogs again, that it's uh, in the Trident Canine Warriors book. I talk about it at length, but always grew up a dog guy. Um, there was a, a bomb dog, a Marine bomb dog overseas um, that was operating in the area that we were at that I had heard about that saved some guys' lives, and that that was for me like holy shit, why don't why aren't we using dogs? Uh, and made me really, really interested in them, and that's uh, that's how that transpired. All right, so Traveling Medic uh, asks, what was going through your mind when you were holding on to the boat underwater in Buds? Um, <laughs> so uh, honestly, I thought I was going to die, um, and what's strange is, and, and I, I don't mean this, again, I, for God, I hope it doesn't come across as, as me being arrogant, is that I, there was there was actually kind of a, a peacefulness to it a little bit. At first, it was a little bit of panic, but when it just kind of settled and stayed there and I, I couldn't hear anything and nothing was moving and whatever, it, it, it actually, there was a little bit of just kind of a, a calming effect that it was just like, well, fuck, I guess this is it. Um, and to a certain extent, I mean, I wouldn't say that I was okay with it, but it, it just, it was like, well, I, you know, I, I died trying to accomplish, you know, the, the biggest goal of my life at the time. Um, and I was giving it everything I, I had and, and I'm going out, you know, surrounded by at at that time, those were my brothers, and and uh, you know there was there was kind of an easy uh, an easiness to it a little bit, but uh, that that was kind of it. It was a little bit of a, a combination of life flashing before my eyes, like holy fucking, and then I was like, well, yeah, this is it. I'm I'm probably gonna not make it out of this one. Um, pretty sobering experience for sure all right J. Galvin asks uh, when going through buds and even post buds was there ever a time you felt like you couldn't do something like uh, was there a challenge you didn't think you could rise to but somehow did Uh, can you talk us through the process in which you did overcome that obstacle uh the follow-on is was there a challenge you didn't think you could rise to but somehow did there there was a lot of times where there was some self-doubt um there's a, you know, I, I would say that the biggest, uh, you know, kind of um, obstacle where I, I really kind of felt like I couldn't couldn't do it was when I got rolled. I started with class 214. I made it all the way to a week before going to San Clemente Island. Um, but I, I pinched my sciatic nerve doing land navigation up at Laguna. And uh, the course, it's like a six-hour Land nav course, and I don't remember how many points it is, but you have I think it was either four or six hours to complete this course. And uh, I pinched my sciatic nerve about halfway through it, and it slowed me way down. You know, you're carrying a big, heavy rucksack up mountains and and all this other shit trying to navigate your way. And and uh, so I, I was injured, and I, I'll never forget, I, I saw the finish line and I came flying, you know, I mean, I was running, limp, and hobbling like an asshole across the finish line. And I had, I had missed the cutoff literally by, it was seconds. It was like 17 fucking seconds uh, out of four or six hours that I came across late. And I will never fucking forget the instructor cadre, you know, looked at their watch, looked at me, and they're like, Ritlin, fail. I was like, uh, what? And they're like, fail. Take your shit off. Grab an MRE. Go sit over by that, uh, by that tree. You got 15 minutes, and then you're going to go do it again. And I was just like, oh my fucking God. I mean, cause it was, it was everything I had, you know? So it was like, I, I crossed the finish line, you know, thinking I had just finished a marathon and and frankly felt even worse than finishing one and, and had missed it by that much, knew I was injured and, and knew I was fucked, frankly, and also knew that I had to go try it again in 15 minutes. And, uh, I did, I went and did it again and I failed again. Uh, but it was, that, that was tough, really tough. Um because you know I, I did i i i felt like a failure and i felt like there's no way I, i'm gonna make this I, i'm hurt i couldn't make it when i was healthy for half of it i'm worn the fuck out and now i gotta go do it again right after this and uh that was tough uh, it was humbling for sure and and i failed and then ended up failing everything from that point on and ended up getting rolled because of of, of failing everything because of my my injury um Got healed up, came back, and finished with two fifteen, and graduated. But uh, but that was that was tough. So how did I overcome it? You know, I just I just kept driving. You know, and then that's my advice to anybody uh, who who wants to hear it is uh, I don't care how you know two things. I don't care how bad shit gets; it can always get worse. Um, and number two is that you know you just have to keep going. You know, the the one single common denominator between people that are successful and people that aren't never give up on themselves. You know, you've just got to keep hammering it out. Um, you know, and, and keep keep trying, keep going, put your nose to the grindstone, and just don't ever fucking stop. Stop driving, just just continue to get after it. Gypsy underscore love eighty uh, nine. Funniest nicknames you had or heard? How they got them? Thanks for the show. Um, I'm just going to talk about my nickname. Um, there's, I would say, almost every team guy and people that I've worked with have some funny ass nicknames, but as to not uh, divulge that and who they are. Uh, my nickname and it started uh, in the SEAL qualification training or SEAL tactical training which is what it was called back when, when I went through back in my day it was Mikey Big Balls uh, I don't have exceptionally large testicles uh, and I'm damn sure not the bravest guy in the platoon I don't know why the fuck they called me that I think it just had a ring to it and people thought it was funny but uh, yeah Mikey Big Balls was my or just Big Balls was my uh, nickname and in the platoons and uh, it just kind of stuck. There's still a handful of guys that to this day that when I answer the phone, that's the first thing I fucking hear is big balls. Uh, it's kind of, kind of ridiculous, but uh, that's, that's all I'm going to share on it. Zachary bolware asks favorite concealed carry holster for your Glocks. Uh, it kind of depends on which, which one I'm carrying, but I would say overwhelmingly uh, the G code uh, holsters, G code, um, they're uh, synthetic or kydex rather. And they've got like this kind of felt type material that they're coated in, uh, that just makes it really comfortable and absorb sweat, which I know is kind of nasty, but that's the reality of it. Um, they're just, yeah, they're comfortable. They've got a nice big fat clip. That's easy to, to put inside the waist or to take it out fast. Uh, but good retention. And, uh, yeah, they're just, just nice holsters. And I think, I think it's a former Marine owns the company if I'm not mistaken, but good, uh, good shit. All right, Bailey R. Hoff, uh, what kind of training uh, do you think one should be doing before BUDS? Uh, the biggest thing is is more running than most people think. I think CrossFit is good. I would I would do more of the body weight type exercises and not focus quite so much on, on the heavy lifts. Uh, do some, but uh, you need body to weight strength uh, or body to weight ratio strength. Moving your own body weight around, pulling up obstacle course, body weight squats, lunges, buddy carries, you know, you're going to have to be moving your own weight around a lot. So do a lot of that uh, and also do way more running than you think you need to. You're going to run six miles a day just to eat food. Uh, it's a mile uh, away. The chow hall's a mile away. So a mile a mile there, a mile back three times a day, uh, just at a minimum. So just be smart about it. Don't show up with stress fractures and, and your lower body all hammered to shit. Uh, be be a little, little careful about it. A. Kappelman asks, have you or any of your SEAL brethren had any shared experiences with the Coast Guard? A lot of motherfuckers here that legitimately believe the U.S. Coast Guard is not a military branch. We need clarification brought to the people from Mike Drop. Fucking puddle pirates. What? <laughs> no, of course the Coast Guard is a branch. Uh, they play an integral role in in the security of our country and, uh, and provide an enormous uh, capability that way. Um, I, I absolutely have respect for them. uh we all like to fuck with one another, you know, I mean the marines, oh, it's the fucking men's it's department of the the Navy yeah oh, it's the men's department or you know air Forces you know five star hotels and you know whatever I mean, we all fuck with each other at the end of the day, yes, it's a it's a legitimate branch at least in my opinion and uh, and i got got mad respect for them for the puddle pirates out there. I love you guys and and ladies. Ooh, we kidding, uh, Caitlin two two three nine zero. What are your current goals and future goals professionally for the Warrior Dog Foundation? Great question. For me, it's to continue to be a resource for uh, any military or police uh, or you know federal, state, local law enforcement, customs, border patrol, you name it. Any any working service dog that has served this country. Uh, if they need to be uh, rehomed to avoid being euthanized after their service, I want to continue to to provide and be a resource for that. Number one, number two is to grow in that capacity and capability, to be able to uh, maybe have an East Coast uh, branch and a West Coast branch. Um, you know, to accommodate even more um, of those if you guys, uh, Want to help out? By all means, go to WarriorDogFoundation.org and, and donate. Uh, doing great things, and and proud to be a part of that uh, that group. So, uh, those are those are my my goals. Uh, D underscore rush sixteen. Do you find it easy to separate home life and business, or was that something you had to work on personally, as well as some good ways to make sure that both are being taken care of equally? Um. I would say that uh, I did not do a good job at uh, not separating it so much, but dedicating enough time to my home life. For me, as a as a very competitive guy, and I think this tra- will translate for a lot of Type A personality men who are fathers, husbands, etc., out there. For me, I think I, I always, whether it was subconscious or even really thinking about it consciously, it was that when I think of myself as, as a protector and provider, uh, staying in good shape and being able to provide for my family, uh, was always my primary goal. And I think that, that guys like me find it, uh, difficult to be able to scale that appropriately and not focus so much time and energy on being successful and quote unquote, making it I know for me that that's where it came from is that my I feel like my heart was in a good place and uh, and I always wanted nothing but the best for them. Uh, and in doing that, you, you I think, get a little bit blinded by trying to be successful and trying to make it uh, and ignoring some of the most important things about being there for your family, which uh, is being present and and making that a priority and making time and and tampering your your attitude and your and your temper or your short fuse uh, because you know you're busy working on something that you've almost got this deal to go through or this project at work or you know you're trying to get a promotion or whatever you know I'm not going to sit here and say blow that shit off and just be a family man and fuck everything else no because you you do have to be a provider and, and that is not easy you know, when people are depending on you for, um, for resources and, and money and, uh, and the ability to provide like you, you should and need to take that fucking serious, but you can't take it so serious to where everything else fails. And that is a a dicey fucking rope to walk. Uh, one that I don't think I did an adequate uh, job with, frankly, and, um, uh, and have paid for it, you know? Um, but again i don't i don't want to sit here and have fucking regrets i i learn from from everything that hasn't gone exactly how i wanted it to go and uh, and i take those lessons into the future and make goddamn sure that that doesn't continue to happen um so that's uh, that's it you know it's separating it it's almost impossible for me it was it was almost impossible it was very hard and i did not do uh, as good a job as i should and could have um, and that's, that would be my advice is that, uh, make it, make it work, you know, satisfy the, the, the priority of, of having to, to ensure that you can provide, uh, but also satisfy the, the relationships that you have to make sure are there and, and good and wholesome and fed, uh, so that, uh, so that they don't suffer. And cause ultimately if they're not there, then what's the fucking point. So, uh, you know, make time, get up earlier and, and, uh, figure it out. All right. Western Massacre uh, asks, Mike, first off, much respect for your service. My question is this. I'm a liberal Democrat. Sorry to hear that. But I'm also pro-gun. That's fucking twisted. Odd, I know. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly that gun control is pointless. However, I'm struggling with the notion of teachers carrying. How do you feel is the best way to help prevent school shootings? There's another question or two on school shootings. But first off, you sound confused, uh, Western Massacre. But... um, you know, the, to me, the kind of the, the gist of it is that there isn't a single point answer. Uh, Andy Stumpf and I talked about this on our podcast on the 4th of July. If you haven't listened, I encourage you to check it out. But, uh, you know, ultimately the schools have to take accountability because it's their school. You know, and every one of them is going to be different in terms of how big they are, what their resources are, their budgets, et cetera. Uh, how do we prevent them? I, I think, and this is a, a long game solution, but I think it starts at home. Um You know, you can't ignore the fact that, you know, guns are are actually the hardest to get a hold of now. And, And I know plenty of liberal assholes out there would start laughing and want to jump right in and fucking interrupt me and argue that it's too easy to get guns and shit. Here's the reality, folks, is that from from the time our country started until now it's it's progressively gotten harder and harder and more regulated to get weapons yet shit like that it happens with more and more frequency so i you know to me that's not the fucking answer obviously i actually think that that's part of the problem is that there's a, a stigma attached and that most people that i know who are are, are fanatically anti-gun have never fucking shot one you know, and so to me that, that I, I think there's a stigma attached and, and that there's a, a lot of misunderstandings. And so more people need to know, you know, what they're really like and what they're how they're used and, and things of that nature is that, you know, even 30, 40 years ago, kids had guns in, in, in their cars at, in school parking lots and, and uh, you know, in certain parts of the country that hunting rifles, you know, on, on rifle racks and in, in their fucking truck windows. Um, it, it's not an issue of things being too easy to get a hold of or not. It's, it, to, I mean, to me, it's it's a simple fact of that, you know, p- too, too many kids are fucking bored, where they, they don't have enough responsibility, and they have parents that are that are helicoptering them and, and making trying to make environments that are impossible for them to learn the hard way. To me, you've you've got to be scaled in your approach and have the the amount of stress and and danger, uh, you know, that they're surrounded by be appropriate and to where they're not going to. Um, you know push the envelope too hard but just like with everything else is how do you build confidence will you you go through things that are hard and overcome them how do you learn how to not hurt yourself with kitchen knives and power tools and shit i mean those aren't aren't locked up kids could kill each other with with pills and with drano and with fucking you know uh power drills and and kitchen knives and shit um you know those are right there they're readily accessible they're taught not to fuck with them or if they're going to handle them how to do it safely that's step one. Number, and then the, the other part is that, you know, kids are too bored. Uh, you know, they're, they're, uh, they, they have too much free time to, to sit around and get fucking depressed over things they've got no business being depressed about, in my opinion. Put them to fucking work. You know, I don't care if it's moving one pile of gravel from one side of your yard to the other side of the yard and then moving the fucking thing back. Is that, you know, just like a dog, when that motherfucker's tired, he's not going to give you nearly as much shit than when he's busting out of the crate ready to go full of piss and vinegar wear their asses out, teach them the, uh, the value of hard work, uh, teach them to respect both authority, uh, you as a parent and their teachers and, and humans and, and life and animals in general. And then last but not least, um, feed them properly. You know, when a, when a kid is developing and their, and their brains and their central nervous system are are growing Cheetos and a fucking uh, Capri sun is not a lunch. You know, it's no wonder they're fucking crazy Uh, half the time is, is that when you feed them bullshit and, and they, they have no mental or physical stimulation and and they go fucking crazy. Uh, So stop doing it. Uh, To me that, I mean, it's, that's where it needs to start, you know, and that is a long game approach, you know, but I, I think that's why there's the issues that they are. I mean, that's just, that's my take on it. All right. Hansen Risa asks, "What is your greatest strength and your greatest challenge as a parent? What values do you try to instill in your children? What's your routine when you meet uh, or meet your children's dates?" Uh, all right. So, greatest challenge um, is is kind of like what I was talking about earlier is is balancing uh, things and making sure that uh, that I spend the proper and appropriate amount of time teaching them. I mean, to me, your your job as a parent is to at a bare minimum is to not raise a dependent little dipshit. I mean, that like if you're not at least doing that, then you shouldn't be having kids. That's step one. Uh, step two, uh, in terms of, of you know, where, where the challenge for me exists is, is teaching them. Uh, and that's one that I, I spend an absurd, bordering on absurd amount of time explaining things to my kids, sometimes over and over and over. Uh, You know, but to me that that is our job as parents is to fucking teach your kids, teach them how to be good, productive members of society, teach them the difference between right and wrong, teach them why work ethic fucking matters, teach them why you should help people, even if sometimes they don't fucking deserve to be helped you know, teach them the, the value of life, teach them to respect animals, teach them to appreciate every fucking thing that they get and to respect all of it. Um, you know, teach them where food comes from. Uh, teach them that, that, you know, money isn't the answer to everything. Teach them that, uh, you know, your, an iPad is not a substitute for a fucking parent. You know, to me, it's it's the hard lessons that you've got to teach your kids over and over and over and expose them to things, you know, that that are going to challenge them, that that are that they're going to fail at, you know, things that are that are going to stress them out. It needs to be calculated. You can't have them drink from a fire hose and, and throw them into a fucking lion's den, you know. But but you've you have got to to test them and stress them out and and let them fail. Uh, you can't protect them from everything, you know. It, again, it goes back to the kitchen knives thing. Is that you know that's the disparity between guns and knives. Is that you know, knives are readily available you teach them not to fucking hurt each other with them. Um, and this is one of the arguments I've heard is that you know in, in trying to take guns away is that I've seen people say well if you're, you know if your children are on a playground and they're hitting each other with sticks, you take the sticks away it's, it's not that complicated and to me that's just plain and simple that's the dumb wrong fucking answer is that no, I'm going to give everybody a stick and you're all going to stand next to each other and I'm going to teach you little assholes not to hit each other with them. You know, and, and so to me, that, that's what being a parent really needs to be about is not being their best friend, not showing them how to dress cool or, or make sure that they have a bunch of shit they don't need. It's value your stuff, be respectful, work hard, know the value of things and appreciate what you have and teach them how to be good, good members of society, productive members of society that are actually going to be an asset, not a fucking liability in terms of what's my routine when i meet their children's dates here's another thing that i think a lot of people misconstrue uh, or or get wrong in terms of their their initial impression of who i am as a father uh is that oh you're you know a seal and you got daughters and you know i'll bet you know you're gonna be cleaning your shotgun no absolutely fucking not you know to me i'm gonna give my kids the benefit of the fucking doubt and and it's my job to make sure that I've taught them well enough to use their fucking head and make good decisions and know who to hang out with and who not to hang out with that when they bring somebody home, I should be secure enough as their dad and have done a good enough fucking job making sure that they're not bringing some dipshit home that I can trust their, their judgment and that they, that they have brought a, a, a nice person home. Uh, because if, if they haven't and I need to jump in the second I meet them, then I, I have failed. Frankly, you know, to me, if you if you've got to sit there with a fucking shotgun, you've done something fucking wrong, in my opinion, you know, that that's not how it should be. You know, yeah, like I can tell you right now, I'm going to shake that motherfucker's hand. I'm going to look him straight in the eye and he's going to know right then and there that I'm not going to fuck around. But I'll tell you right now is that that I don't want to start off by threatening a guy. Uh, or a girl, whatever, uh, you know, that's not how it should be in my opinion. So my quote unquote routine is to be, re- be respectful, uh, respect my, my children's judgment in terms of who they're hanging out with. If I need to step in, rest assured I will, but I'm not going to start out that way. I'm not going to start out by undercutting my kids and, and showing them that, that I don't trust them. Uh, because I think, I think, a if, if I have to do that, I haven't done my job, and B, that's not going to do shit but hurt our relationship if they think I don't trust them. So, uh, not much of a routine other than I'm going to treat them the same way I start out treating everybody else, which is uh, with respect, and, and I'm going to mirror how they treat me. TNT041 asked, Do you ever seek out firearms classes to stay sharp? If so, what instructors do you feel would be good training with? Um, no, I know everything. I'm a, I'm a crack shot, and I don't need help ever. I'm fucking with you. I wouldn't say that I necessarily seek them out. Uh, I would recommend doing it. Um, if so, what instructors? I mean, I, I do try to shoot uh, a fair bit and stay stay sharp. Uh, because of where I'm at and, and my my level of competency, I'm not saying I'm fantastic. I'm just saying I, in terms of dedicating time to go seek out uh, instructors, I, I would say I, I don't particularly. But for those of you out there, the two that come to mind, uh, Jeff Gonzalez, who I just had uh, with Trident Concepts down in Austin, a uh, fantastic resource. And then Matt Clear with ASDS uh, active shooter defense school, uh, out in California, which why the fuck he still lives out there in that, in that state trying to shoot and teach classes is beyond me. Uh, hats off to you, Matt, but, uh, both those, those guys are really good resources for, uh, for learning how to shoot, uh, not just, you know, teaching you how to hit paper, but good practical application with concealed carry type classes and, and, and realistic training scenarios, both very, very good instructors. Tank Girl Val Jones asks, what's the hardest part of being in the military, physical or mental? Mental, hands down. I'd say it's 90% mental, 10% physical. Uh, Mark underscore Pollock, what do you think is the best way to get through to young people, teenagers, to teach them principles of never quitting, persevering through hardship? Um, to me, unquestionably, it's, it's kind of like what I was talking about with kids is, um, in gen- or generally speaking, is that number one is you've got to show them. You can't be a do as I say, not as I do parent and sit on your fat ass on the couch and expect them to go run uh, cross country and kick ass. And you just stand there screaming like the like the fat soccer mom from the side. Like if you're doing that, fuck you, frankly, because you're not teaching your kid anything other than to fucking despise you. So you need to get out there. And when you're tired, get off your ass and finish the job. When you when you feel a little discouraged, let them know you're discouraged let them see you be discouraged, and then get off your ass and fucking persevere. You have got to set that example because if you don't, I don't give a shit what you say. Is they're gonna they're gonna cut through that bullshit? Anybody who's a parent knows that kids will see through your bullshit real quick past the age of about six. Uh, you're not fooling them, uh, you know. So you've got to you've got to be the example uh, for them that you want to instill in them. That's first and foremost. And then number two is just like I was saying earlier is you, you've got to be able to... to It's got to be appropriate and and graduated and scaled properly, but you've got to let them fail. You've got to challenge them. You've got to let them have to figure out things the hard way and and work for things and and show them how to do it. Help them when they need help, but don't coddle them and hold their hand and and do everything for them. And that is a finesse piece. There's there's a nuance there that can be be challenging, and you're not always going to get it right. There's times where you, you gave it to them too easy, or there's times where maybe you're a little too hard on them. God knows I have been. Um, you know, but that needs to be in the forefront of your mind. Number one, be the example. Number two, challenge them, let them fail and, and, and teach them how to earn shit the hard way. Uh, Gregor underscore way three twenty two underscore. It's a lot of underscores Gregor. How did your parents feel react when you enlisted? Uh, They threw a party, uh, bought me luggage. No, I'm kidding. Uh, They were nervous, uh, but proud. Um, My parents have always been you know, way better than me uh, as parents. I, I I wish I was half the fucking parents my parents are, uh, and were to us four kids growing up. They were always that perfect mix of being supportive you know, telling you when, you know, Hey, is this really the best idea? Uh, but you know, my parents, I mean, and to this day, I mean, when I got out of the Navy and and did corporate America for a short stint and then launched a dog business, I had a lot of people say, you're out of your fucking mind. Dreams don't put food on the table. You're not going to make it. You're being irresponsible as a, as a father, as a husband, they were never that way. Never they always, you know, Hey, you've always, you know, done what you've always picked your path. We've always supported it. And now it's not any different. They did that with Buzz. They've always done that. Uh, and I love my parents. I mean, they, they've really set the fucking bar way higher than I can even try to jump and grab at this point. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, they, they were very supportive, very proud, nervous, but, uh, but ultimately we're, we're glad that I did and, and have always been supportive that way. Uh, Mitch Caruso, 18, uh, Mike, what is your morning routine? Um, I, I don't, I know I talked about this in my health and fitness podcast, so I'll synopsize it for those of you that didn't listen. Uh, if you didn't choke yourself and then go listen to it anyway, the, the gist of it is I get up, I drink, uh, usually about 20 ounces of water, uh, bone broth with, uh, some CBD oil in it, coffee with MCT oil and, uh, collagen powder uh, or the collagen powder I'll put in the bone broth. It just depends. And then I write, uh, I don't write like I'm not a fucking warrior poet, like, uh, like some people are. I, but I, by write, I mean, I write shit down that's relevant for the day, kind of Panda planner style, a little bit of gratitude, a little bit of, Hey, this is what I need to focus on today. Make sure all my shit's in order. And then, uh, and then get after it and uh, go right into answering emails. I try not to be too active right out of the gate. Uh, that may surprise people. My body doesn't work exceptionally well first thing in the morning, so I like to, to drink my breakfast with uh, nutrient-dense drinks and not, not eat and get bloated and whatever. Uh, try to stick to just good, healthy fat and not a ton of carbohydrates. And then just rock and roll from there. And then as the day goes on, I get you know, whatever is on the schedule I, I handle. And then I usually work out either late morning, midday, early afternoon, generally sometime in there. Uh, and that's, uh, that's kind of the, the gist. Gerona Wood. Uh, my kid's ready to graduate Navy boot. Uh, he's got a SEAL contract. I'd like to surprise him once a month or so. Looking back, what are the top 10 items you wished you had going through training? I'm going to throw you for a leap, Jerona Wood. Don't get that motherfucker anything. Uh, don't surprise him once a month. Write him a handwritten letter that tells him that you're fucking proud of him. Uh, and make it, make it handwritten, write the whole fucking thing out uh, and that you're thinking about him and that you support what he's doing and don't buy him a fucking thing. If he graduates, get him something cool, a graduation gift, top 10 items I wished I had is a good fucking attitude. Uh, and I did have a good fucking attitude. Help him with his good attitude by telling him that, uh, that you're thinking of him from home and, and supporting him. He doesn't need shit. Uh, and that's not going to help him out any. Uh, Steve Rigby 13, do you follow a specific workout plan and you make it up as you go? Largely, I make it up as I go. I would say I use CrossFit style principles, but not enough to, to knock out the wad off the, as prescribed off the website. Uh, I do a mixture of just trying to, trying to mix it up, be, be functionally aware of, of the movements that I'm doing. Uh, sometimes I go heavier on the, on the cardiovascular component. Sometimes I go heavier lifting uh, that's, uh, generally how, how I do it. And I, even the workouts that I'm, I just started posting and I'm going to start to post, I, I generally make those up as I go, uh, or I may write it out ahead of time and then adjust it a little bit while I'm going through it, depending on how it's working out for me. But, uh, I'm, I'm very fly by the seat of my fucking pants. I don't, and I'm using air quotes program. Uh, like a lot of people do. I'm not a programmer. Um, I may get the fuck out there and do something and figure it, figure it out and, and make it happen uh, as I go. But that's how I do it. JF Stop. Uh, Have you worked with the Polish Grom? What's your opinion? Uh, yes. And they're fucking awesome. Uh, we took down the uh, oil rigs with those guys back at the kickoff of the uh, Iraq war in the, in the Arabian Gulf. And uh, those guys are fucking pipe hitters. Love those dudes. Uh, Sassy Sasha 918, throwing religion out the door, how is your spiritual life? Do you pray? If you don't have a spiritual life, what do you turn to at your worst? You had to fucking ask me that, Sassy Sasha, didn't you? Um, how is my spiritual life? I'm going to quote Gaylord M. Fokker by saying it's strong to fairly strong Uh, How is my spiritual life? Uh, That was when he was asked about his portfolio. By the way, in case you were wondering, for you non-movie buffs. Anyway, I'm being a smartass. How is it? Um, I wouldn't say that I'm a spiritual, but I wouldn't consider myself an exceptionally spiritual person either. Uh, You know, I've gone through a range of emotions uh, and 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 thought processes uh, as it relates to religion and spirituality. Uh, I don't pray. Specifically, uh, I'm not saying that I am agnostic or atheist to a 100% degree. You know, for me, I just don't fucking know. Uh, I've seen enough things that have made me question enough to not buy it hook, line, and sinker, but I've also seen enough things to make me think, fuck, there's, that, that can't be a coincidence. Uh, and so ultimately I just don't know. Um, and I've never had anybody be able to explain to me unequivocally either that there's for sure nothing or that there's for sure something to sway me enough to get on that fucking bandwagon. Frankly, I'm happy to have a spiritual leader come on here and do it. Cause I tell you, I got a million fucking questions for, uh, I mean, for anybody that's willing to shoot the, shoot the shit with me about it. In terms of what do I turn to at my worst? Um, this is probably going to sound arrogant. I turn to myself first, uh, and then the people that I know love, trust, and care about second. You know, I, I try to fucking fix my own problems, uh, and when I can't, uh, I, I rely on my close friends. I don't have a ton of them. I, there's a handful of them. I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies. There's a handful of them that I know that if I called them at any time, they would give me whatever advice or whatever thing I needed to the best of their ability, and, and that's kind of who I turn to, is, is people that I trust. Um, from my perspective, that's more practical, you know, than talking to, to an energy or, or a spiritual being. I'm not saying they don't exist. I just, for me, that's what works is that I, I'm more of a, okay, this is the problem. Here's how I'm going to fucking fix it. And and I try to focus on that because to me, that's tangible. That's something I can quantify. That's something that I can, I can put in motion and and actually try to fucking, you know, take care of business and, and have it, have it have an impact uh john underscore slan what's your favorite liquor favorite grill uh, favorite grill depends on what i'm grilling i'm gonna i'm gonna throw three out there um i love my uh my yoder y s six forty it's a it's a pellet smoker fucking love that thing for my world famous beef ribs uh yoder if you're listening feel free to send me one of those because uh, they're not fucking cheap. But uh, anyway, that's a, it's a fantastic grill. It's, a, it's one of those things you get what you pay for. I'm not a Traeger fan. Uh, I know there's plenty of people that are. I'm not saying it doesn't work, but to me, Yoder is a whole different ball game when it comes to kicking ass on a, <clears throat> on a smoker grill, pellet smoker. But also the Primo XL, um, it's like a, like a green egg but better because it's a big oval. So you can split it down the middle and you can uh, separate. It's got a firebox divider, so you can keep all of your – uh, good lump, high quality lump charcoal on one side so if you're doing steaks like especially for really good high quality steaks uh, I'll, I'll always cook them on that or almost always because uh, you can get it get a really good sear whether you're reverse searing it uh, and want to cook it to about internal and then hit a sear at the end or get a good sear and then finish it on the other side and in indirect heat works fantastically for that uh, and it's just it's a really really nice grill now the third one uh, this is my lazy. I'm in a hurry. I use the little tiny fucking Weber Smokey Joe. I think it's called. It's a thirty dollar fucking grill. Uh, that if I'm being honest, I use that probably more than anything uh, because it it gets hot the fastest. And when I'm just cooking something uh, quick, um, I just throw some lump in there, get it going, and when the grill when the coals are looking the way they need to be, I uh, rock and roll on it. Dan Cook six five two seven. If a radical terrorist stopped by your house looking for trouble, how would you go about the dispatching? Well, now, Dan, that's classified. If I tell you that, then I'm not going to give those guys the playbook. Are you a terrorist? No, I, uh, I. there's no way I'm fucking telling you that. Nice try. Not today, ISIS. Not today. Um, yeah, come over and find out. How about that? JC underscore NYC. What is... What is your balance drinking in your diet? What do you prefer, beer or liquor? Uh, I don't drink a whole lot. My balance with diet is that that shit isn't going to do you any favors, you know. So try to limit it. Uh, if you are going to drink, I if I am going to drink, I, I typically drink bourbon. Even though, in my opinion, doing like a gin or or a tequila or, or something vodka clear uh, is probably a better option. But uh, I love bourbon. Um, I like to drink, uh, liquor when it's cold next to a fire. Uh, and I like to drink really cold, strong IPAs, uh, when it's hot as fuck and I'm thirsty. Uh, but again, I, I try not to drink, um, you know, more than a, a few times a month, um, just to try to balance that out and not, you know, I'm not going to come home and have a sixer every night. That's not really my jam uh kevlar underscore tv love to hear about your smoking grilling setup Uh, i already talked about that a little bit what temps do you cook the beef 275 that is the secret 275 degrees is going to kick everybody's ass that's where you need to that's where you need to be at uh hunter w what are some of your favorite moves to use in a fight all right uh the crane from karate kid is my go-to move um the Kung Fu Grip is another good one, uh, G.I. Joe style. No, I'm, I, I mean, seriously, what are my, what are my go-to moves? Uh, I don't have any. Um, I try to avoid getting in fights as much as possible, and uh, I don't have any favorite moves. It's whatever is going to work and, and get, get the job done the quickest. Um, Bird art 12 who are your heroes? Who do you look up to and try to be more like and why? My heroes are my fallen comrades, hands fucking down. Chumba Casino has over 100 casino-style games. So join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. No purchase necessary. We were by law Eighteen 18+. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
1: <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce
0: you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I'm Nick, the host of the UFO Chronicles podcast, with firsthand witness accounts of the strange and unexplained, covering UFOs, cryptids, conspiracies, and the paranormal. Real people, real encounters. So come with us on the journey into the unknown. UFO Chronicles podcast is available to listen to on all apps. I'll see you soon.
0: Those, those guys uh, are the reason that I'm here. Uh, and they're the reason that all of us are here. Um, they will always be my heroes. The Glenn Doherty, the Ty Woods, the Jason Freewald. The Matt Mills, the Dave Scotts, um, the Tom Retzers, these are all guys that I've known, loved, worked with, uh, and been very close to, um, and that are no longer here. Those guys are are what it's all about. Um, If I can accomplish being a fraction of what any of those men were, then I'll consider my life a success. Those are the guys we should all strive to be like. All right. Excuse me for that. Uh, SM Gonzo, are you an Iowa or ISU fan? Um, I'm an Iowa fan, uh, but I I'm not like the ISU assholes that uh, want to see Iowa lose every time. I find that most of them are that way. Um, you know, to me, I, I want Iowa State to win every game except against Iowa. Um, I've always been a Hawkeye. Pink Shamrock, 444, briefs or boxers? Neither, sweetheart. Let your mind settle on that one. Uh, 127 Fitness, is there a quote or mantra that keeps you focused and or fires you up? Also, how many rest days do you take uh, per week from your PT? Quote or mantra? Um, You know, there really isn't. Uh, I don't have like a this too shall pass, you know, inscribed on my inner thigh uh, that I look to when I'm, wait, what am I doing? Uh, no, there, there really isn't, uh, to me, I, I, what keeps me focused is my goals. Uh, I know why I'm, why I'm here. Uh, you know, wh- whatever I'm doing, it's calculated. Like if I'm in the gym, it's for a reason. So that's what I'm focused on. I, that's what fires me up is, is being successful, accomplishing my goals. And so that's what keeps me fired up and motivated for that. Uh, how many rest days do I take per week? Probably more than you'd think, uh, three or four sometimes too. But, uh, you know, I'd say I work out three or four days a week. I mean, but I stay active with, you know, working with dogs and, you know, getting in a bite suit and, um, you know, just things around here and just living it, kind of a ranch style lifestyle, you know, being outside and, you know, doing things is, is a little, you stay a little more active than you do living in a fucking subdivision. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I take two or three days off a week, uh, most weeks, sometimes even more than that, but Uh, rich la 44 suggestion barbecue show in the future uh fuck yes that's in the works with uh animal planet no i'm kidding why would it be with animal planet it's disgusting um anyway is there a show in the future i hope so uh if you know anybody why don't you make that shit happen rich la 44 suggestion uh brian golden three what's the best purchase you've made for yourself under a hundred dollars Best book or two you've read, a uh, piece of conventional advice you disagree with. Uh, let's see. Best purchase under $100. Every fucking book I've ever bought, honestly. Um, to me, that, that I mean, there's so much wisdom out there. Um, and again, it's for thousands of years. Um, take advantage of that shit. People that have learned a lot of hard lessons or have been through some amazing things and have written about it, fucking read it. Like, read. Best book or two you've read, it, that's impossible to pick. Um, it, it really is. Uh, there's too many of them. I mentioned the two earlier uh, in the last episode. Uh, meditations and uh, and Self-Reliance, I think, uh, are two that if I had to pick, uh, I'd probably pick those two. But I also like The Book of Five Rings is pretty good uh, in terms of bang for your buck. The Sun Tzu Art of War thing, I'm not going to necessarily jump on that bandwagon. Like That has its place, but I think that's more specific uh, and more microscopic than, uh, say, meditations or self-reliance is. But what is one piece of conventional advice that you disagree with most strongly? God, I'm glad you asked this question because there is one and I fucking can't stand it. And that is everything happens for a reason. I fucking hate that saying. I absolutely despise when I hear it and, it, and it makes me pissed off when people use that as an excuse as to why something's happening. It's the Inshallah uh, you know, philosophy in, in, uh, in the Arab culture of God willing. I, I don't subscribe to that, not even for a fucking second, uh, and I don't think everything happens for a reason, um, and I think you'd be hard-pressed, to convince some people of some of the things that they go through with that there's a good fucking reason or any reason that that happened, and if there is a reason, I'd like to know what that fucking reason is because I'm probably going to disagree with whatever you think it is because I just I, I hate it uh, I think it it leaves it's too ambiguous, it leaves too much to the gods um, and I just I don't, I don't buy it you know um, I, I just I, it fucking drives me nuts. M Briga one having worked in high-stake team environments, what's the biggest mistake you saw your new guys at a team make? Easy, easy answer to this question, and that is not taking accountability for your fucking actions. I've talked about this uh, before, um, and uh, that's the biggest. That's the biggest problem for employees, for children, for spouses, business partners, new guys in a team, you name it. When you fuck up, admit that you fucked up. Don't make a reason or an excuse as to why you fucked up that tries to justify it. Learn from it. Don't let it happen again to the best of your ability and move the fuck on. Alexis underscore Machado, if you were to go back in time with the knowledge you have now, what would you have done differently pre-buds, during buds, while in the team's nothing? Um, I'm happy with where I'm at and uh, everything I fucked up or learned the hard way taught me a good life lesson and, uh, and I learned from it, so I would not have done anything different. Scott underscore Flansbaum, uh, HK MP7, I'm surprised SEALs use it. Seems like the round is too small. So the MP7, in my opinion, it's it's because it's similar to an MP5, but instead of shooting a subsonic rifle, um, pistol round, it, it shoots a round that uh, is going to be a little more effective at uh, punching through body armor. Uh, that would be my guess. Uh, I didn't didn't write the rules on that. That's my take on it. Josh Coles, 24 at, uh, what's your opinion on concealed carry? Should I carry it with a round chamber safety on off any home techniques to practice getting better with concealment? Uh, yes, you should conceal carry. Uh, yes, you should have a round chambered. You should not have a safety on your weapon. In my opinion, that's what the holster is for and that's what your finger uh, is once it's in your hands. In my opinion, don't conceal carry until you are competent enough to do all of those things. Uh, Home techniques, practice getting better. Yes, just practice. Uh, Wear normal clothes and see what it looks like, and wear it around. Try drawing, uh, sitting, standing, turning, drawing, and turning things of that nature. Make sure it's unloaded again, Uh, and practice. Practice makes perfect. Uh, The Champ Davis. What do you think the greatest military leadership trait is? Accountability. Um. I mean, to me, it's you'll you're you're hearing a theme, and it's for a reason. Uh, Be accountable. Uh, any military leader that uh, passes the buck and blames other people when when things are fucked up is uh, is a shitbird in my opinion and has no business being a leader. Devin underscore mn, if any, what was your experience like working with Swick? Again, those guys are great. Sorry for the repetitive question. Skunk Works, uh, what was the last thing you were wrong about, and what did you learn from it? What was the last thing I was wrong about today? Uh, this week, because I'll tell you, I'm wrong more than I'm right, skunk works. Uh, what did I learn from it? Whatever I fucked up, how to not fuck it up again. I am wrong all the fucking time. You know, that to me, everybody is fucking wrong on a regular basis. And the people that try to never admit that they're wrong are, are the fucks that are, are really irritating and don't ever grow as an individual. Because uh, we all mess up. And I'm, I'm probably one of the worst at it. So, um, yeah. Hell on the Trail, if you had to go to war with one horror movie character such as Jason, Freddy, Aliens, Predator, as an ally, who would you choose and why? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Predator. Uh, Freddy and Jason are a couple of fucking, I mean, they're, they're pussies in my opinion by comparison to Alien and Predator, which let's be honest, they're both aliens, but Predator was a bad motherfucker. You know, that was one movie that kind of stuck with me uh, growing up in the 80s was, was that movie. That was a bad son of a bitch and he's fucking huge. I mean, he would, he could grab Freddie and Jason by their fucking sacks and smash them together and beat beat each other to death with each other. Uh, so I'm I'm gonna go with Predator. Hell on the Trail, ass hottest 80s chick, Cindy Crawford, Christy Brinkley, Ellie McPherson, Heather Locklear, Olivia Newton-John. I'm gonna say none of the above, and I'm gonna go with Call Sign Charlie, Top Gun. I don't, you know, again, growing up in the 80s, I loved that movie, um, and she was a hottie. Yeah, that was. That's, that's what comes to mind. Uh, L underscore dribbles. Uh, the FOS4, will CBD pop on a drug screen if you were active duty still? Would you be able to consume it without consequence? We get this question all the time. Okay, here's the, There's the cover your ass with, you know, there's, there's technically, and by trace I mean like minimalist trace amounts uh, in there, not enough to really even register uh, or it's, it's so low that it doesn't. I have not heard of anybody, uh, at least with our product, um, ever having any issues. Now, having said that, can I guarantee it? No, um, I'm not going to, if I, if I was on active duty, would I take it? Yes, I would. And would not worry about it. Now, if you take it and you, and you pop, as long as you're not the ones smoking the left-handed, handed handed cigarette, you know, I don't know what to tell you. It's, uh, it's not, um, you know, there's an FAQ section that has kind of cover ass, cover your ass verbiage on, on the Trico supplements website. I encourage you to read that by, uh, the lab and the, and the analytics, uh, from each batch that's tested. And it says all of what's in it. I encourage you to, to reference that. But yes, to answer your question, if I was on active duty, I would take it and I would not worry about it, but that's uh, that's the gist. All right. Um, D Marty 3192, um, Actually, that's another CBD question. Uh, to answer your question, if yes, if your dog is uh, has chicken allergies, then this has actually the chicken flavor is derived from chicken. So, uh, sorry about that. When when our human version comes out, I would just give him that. J underscore K zero N. Mike, how do you manage traveling with work and full time parenting? Uh, it's tough um it's really tough actually um do your best to stay involved as best you can while you're traveling and this is all advice i'm telling myself also um you know call you know as as much as you can i mean there's times where i i just can't you know i'm wrapped up in things and and you know when it's a good time to call i i don't talk to my kids and that sucks sometimes but um do the best you can be conscious of the fact that you know, you've got to try to take an active role in in uh, in being there and talking. Excuse me, talking with them. Try to uh, do your best with. Uh, one of the things I've I've always thought was neat was trying to bring them something and not spoiling them with some big elaborate bullshit. Something that's kind of a little memorial uh, memorabilia keepsake. I mean, it could be a, a postcard, it could be a sticker, a, a fridge magnet, just something. Uh, let you know you're thinking of them when you come back. Uh, you know that they can collect and and. You know, tell them about things that you did while you're gone, and, and uh, you know, help help uh, your spouse out so that uh, so that they're not dealing with everything um, you know by themselves again. That's good advice for me. Um, but that's uh, that's my my take on it. Subtle T-shirts. What's the one thing you would tell the 18 year old you? Uh, stop being a pussy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, take accountability again, you you hear this all the time, fucking take accountability. Uh, I feel like I've always done a, a pretty decent job at that, but I've uh, learned even better uh, since coming in you know since being eighteen to doing an even better job at that. Uh, also, if you're not sure, fucking do it. Don't have any regrets. Uh, you know you hear the adage, you know, you don't look back on your life and and wonder, you know what if I had tried that? It'd be better to look back and be like, "Well, I fucked that up or I didn't make it or whatever." Big Sticks 206. Um, all right. So I've lived with chronic pain for the last 11 years. It's debilitating. Uh, I'm almost off all opiates. I'm starting to realize how powerful the mind really is and wondered if you could give me any tips on dealing with chronic pain on the mental side. Yes. There's two books. Book of Five Rings, which I already mentioned earlier, and there's another one called Zen in the Martial Arts. Um, I don't care if you're a martial artist or not. The power of positive thinking and, and how powerful your mind is is wonderfully uh depicted in that book and i highly highly recommend it donovan underscore sly what's your all-time favorite movie actor um favorite movie is impossible actor honestly fucking tom cruise i'm sounding like a top gun lame ass right now but uh that's what came to mind top fucking tom cruise call me call me an asshole uh, same, same gentleman, Donovan underscore slime and college majoring in history. Curious what your favorite story or aspect of American history. I'm going to have to go with the revolutionary war for obvious reasons. But to me, that's when we flipped the British off and said, fuck you, we're going to do our own show. And, uh, you know, to me, I don't, I don't know how it could be anything other than that, honestly, but, uh, that's what I like. Uh, John Anthony, 70 underscore, uh, I've been burning the fuck out of ribs. <laughs> what type of ribs do you cook? Uh, prep, blah, 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 275. Uh, if you're using uh, beef ribs that are from regular grocery stores that have, you know, less meat than my fucking eyebrows, um, then that's why you're burning them. Use uh, from the plate ribs, like from a purveyor that's going to give you some, you know, two two inches of fucking marbled ribeye meat on top of those beef ribs. Uh, Joe Blank7, uh, Mike, your thoughts, experience with CCT guys. The... And this follow-up question also, how were you able to keep the family happy being gone for long periods of time? The CCT guys, that's combat control, uh, Air Force guys, they're awesome. Uh, We worked with one in Iraq, and he was a lifesaver, literally. Saved our ass more than once. Uh, Hats off, that guy's a fucking saint. Uh, How were you able to keep your family happy being gone for long periods of time? I wasn't. I uh, should have done a better job at that, and uh, that's just the reality of it. That's a tough tough balance to walk. And again, the advice that I've learned the hard way is be more active, be more present, give more of a fuck. I don't care if you think you're giving enough of a fuck, you're probably not. And give more of one, uh, for East dot Peterson, do you bow hunt? Uh, if so, what species and where usually what's your favorite hunting experience? And if you don't, then what's wrong with you? I don't fucking know. You tell me, I don't hunt. I don't bow hunt. Uh, I think it's cool. And I'm I'm respectful as fuck of Cameron Haynes and, And the guys that do that, to me, that is fucking hunting, and and that is respectable as shit. Um, So I don't have a species or where I hunt. I don't have a favorite hunting experience because I don't fucking have any. Why I don't hunt uh, is actually very simple. One, I've not really been introduced to it in a way in which it's ever um, suited my fancy. Uh, And number two is that I don't have a problem with it. I just don't see much point in it. I, again, like I'm not saying people shouldn't. Uh, for me personally, it just doesn't do anything for me. I'm not saying that I wouldn't. Uh, I'd like to try bow hunting or at least uh, archery to some extent to see what it's like. but it um, you know, to me like with with us living in the country where where I can get the food that I need, uh, outdoing it. Uh, that's, that's what I do. Um, I don't, I'm not naive to where that comes from. I mean, the, the, the reality is you're killing animals for those people who say, well, I don't hunt. Cause I just go to the store and get it like motherfucker. That that's less humane. Frankly, it's not a humanity thing. It's just, maybe it's an efficiency thing. Fuck. Maybe I'm lazy. I don't know. It's just, you know, my goals are not to be the best hunter I can be. It's, you know, to do what I do with dogs and, and be successful at what I'm being successful at. And the the dedication that it would take for me to be a competent good bow hunter where i was actually able to do it like i think it's fucking cool don't get me wrong i'm not at a point where where i have the uh the time or 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 i'm willing to make the time to accommodate that right now so uh, that's what's fucking wrong with me captain peterson uh, just kidding Amy Weaver underscore one. Where the fuck did we go wrong between our grandparents generation and today's generation that brings their moms to job interviews? Uh, What the fuck happened? That's a good question. Amy Weaver. I don't know what the fuck happened other than uh, I think it's a combination of political correctness uh, of not wanting to hurt people's feelings. And that's really what it boils down to, right? Is that, you know, political correctness is in in its essence is not wanting people's feelings to get hurt. And when that happens, the game changes, everything changes. And so that transfers over to your kids. And when kids are raised thinking that, that they're the priority, uh, you know, when kids are fed before their parents, I think that's a fucking mistake. Uh, I think your kids uh, should learn that guess what? This isn't about you, asshole. You know, I'm going to teach you to be a, a good child and I'm going to teach you the life lessons you need to learn, but, but you're not the fucking top of the hierarchy here. And, and I think that's where we've gone wrong is, is that we've treated our kids like I mean, you hear it all the time, parents, oh, I'll sacrifice everything for my kids. Like, okay, but not to a point where it's a detriment to your fucking marriage or a detriment to the, to the upbringing of that child. And, and while the intentions are there, that adage of the road to hell is paved with good intentions, I think is supremely apt in this, uh, in this instance is that most people think they're doing the right thing with their kids, just like most dog owners trichosteamdogonlining.com uh is they think they're doing the right thing by spoiling the shit out of their dogs and they're not they're teaching their dogs and their children to be entitled spoiled little ungrateful motherfuckers Uh, and when you are raised with that mentality now that's that's born and bred into you essentially that's that's uh that's the the nurture part where you as a parent have fucked that up if you've got an ungrateful little prick for a child. And I think that's where we've gone wrong, is that we give too much of a shit about people's feelings, including our kids. We want to be their best friend and not not teach them how to be productive adults and, and instead turn it into a fucking popularity contest. And that's why uh, kids, so many of them, I think, uh, act the way they act, where they're taking their moms to job interviews and, and you know parents are siding with the students and not the fucking teachers, uh, things of that nature. Uh, Samar Jot O Three. What's the hardest thing you've done since leaving the military? Uh, waking up. No, um, building a business has been a challenge, uh, a, a real fucking huge challenge, but a great one. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's a rewarding challenge. But uh, being a, an entrepreneur is is hard. Uh, it's not for most people. If you need, well, I need X number of dollars per month, and I need this planned out. You're going to pivot so many times you don't even know which fucking direction is which and you got to be flexible and you got to be dynamic and you've got to be willing to adapt. And for me, that's been the hardest, hardest thing professionally, uh, personally, uh, raising kids, uh, f- raising kids is is f- it is fucking hard. It's really hard, um, you know, and it's hard for all of us. Uh, being a parent is is a constant struggle. And I I always Remembered, you know, when my kids were real young, thinking like, God, I can't wait till they're this age, so that I don't have to deal with wiping their ass. So I can't wait till they're this age. I don't have to cut their food anymore. Can't wait till they're this age. I don't have to give them a bath like they can actually bathe and dry themselves off. You know, but the reality of it is, is that from the day they're born, and, and until you take your last breath as a parent, it doesn't get any fucking easier. It just is different. Uh, and, and it's it a struggle it, it is very hard um, you know personally that's unquestionably been uh, been been what's tough bird dart 12 asks uh, if i can share any personal stories about sailor soldiers that have fallen and died in service it gives me a good idea of i think uh, at some point or occasionally i'll do a kind of a dedication episode where i talk about a couple of guys and tell their stories and and try to do right by them so uh, you know maybe we'll we'll look at doing that Uh, BGA underscore 29, uh, Mike, how did you find your purpose in life? Um, keep searching. And that's not a smart ass answer is that if, if you don't feel like your life is purposeful, keep searching until you find that. And that's how I did it is that I just, I kept looking until I, I found, you know, I wouldn't call it my calling. It's just what I love and what I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good at, uh, which is dogs and teaching people how to, how to work with dogs uh, and run my mouth on a podcast. Uh, but. You know, so th- that's how I found it is I just, you know, try, try new things. You're never going to learn or figure out what you like by sitting on your hands and staying comfortable in, in whatever uh, rut you're in in life. So get out there and, and try new shit and, and figure out what you want to do. Um, D. Real, what's your thoughts on conservative college students' opinions being censored on college campuses? My thoughts on anybody, not just conservative, anybody's thoughts and opinions, uh, student or otherwise being censored is, is irritating. Again, if it's a business, they have the ability to do what they want. But uh, to me, I I don't really consider, even though colleges technically are businesses, they're institutions. Uh, And I think that that those are the most important and most fragile institutions in our society in terms of uh, balancing this country out and not having it slanted either way. And, And don't get it twisted. I don't think, they're. you know, if the shoe was on the other foot and they were overwhelmingly conservative and they were slamming liberals i wouldn't want that either um you know there needs to be a balance there needs to be the the yin to the yang um it can't just all be super hardcore right wing people it can't be all bleeding heart uh, liberal folks either um so i i, I don't dig it hoss dot anderson tell us more about you on a personal level family hobbies uh, sports interests, favorite teams what do you doing your downtime lightning round on who is mike uh, i dig it hoss um you know Hobby, sports, interests, things of that nature. I mean, I'm kind of an open book that way, and I talk about the things where where that's the case. I mean, I love the barbecue. I like to play guitar. I like to shoot. I like to work out. I Like to grapple. I like to um, travel. Uh, I love to eat fucking good food, uh, and that's whether it's a Domino's pizza by myself or uh, you know two hundred dollar steak um, and everything in between. What do I read in my downtime? I'll tell you, well, sports interest favorite teams. I like combatives. I like wrestling. Um, Anything where where you know you see perseverance at a at a whole nother level. I I really like. I love the Olympics. Um, Don't have. I'm not going to get into sports teams. You know, who gives a shit? Honestly, what do you read in your downtime? This is one that uh, you know. I like to read things. I'm going to get something out of. I'm not a fiction guy, generally speaking. Um, I like to read. Uh, philosophy books, strategy books, business books, history books, uh, training books in terms of uh, psychology and and training theory as it relates to animal behavior. Uh, Again, things that I'm going to learn shit from uh, is what I like. How do I relax? I don't even know what that is. No, I'm kidding. Um, I like to go to to restaurants. Uh, I like to travel slash camp. I love um, going to uh, national parks and, and places of, uh, exceptional, uh, natural beauty and, and, uh, taking it in and enjoying it. Um, and, uh, I like going to movies too. Yeah. So that's uh, like sitting by a fire when it's cold. All right. Brian Casasa, how are you so mentally prepared for buds at such a young age? Short answer. I wasn't, I think I was too dumb to quit too naive. Maybe. Um, I honestly, I think, uh, in all seriousness, I think that's honestly a lot. It's largely genetic. Uh, I don't think it's a nature versus nurture. I think it's both. But to me, there's an element of mental toughness that you either have or you don't. Uh, if if it's there, it can be harnessed and and built and and fortified and uh, and raised in terms of its stress threshold. But um, I think I was I was uh, very fortunate to have. Uh, some of that from a genetic aspect. Uh, and then again, I had a very good, strong, supportive, healthy family that uh, that was always there for me. Uh, Jay Strick, 2848, CIA is often depicted as untrustworthy and having ulterior motives to the military by the media, be it books, movies, et cetera, that being based on the work you or others know in the soft community have done uh, with them. How true is this reputation? I'm just going to say one thing. You won't catch me Engaging in any business with them—that's all I'll say. Uh, Scott Dot Williams seventy-seven. When will Trico's franchises start? Will be starting any in Canada? Uh, possibly. Still working out the uh, issues on on franchises and trying to figure out uh, how to go about that the best way. Uh, but just stay posted. I know I've been saying that underscore Hildebrandt, do you have any advice for a graduating college student who is completely unsure of what they want to do, but is a hardworking son of a bitch? Yes, I do. Go serve something other than yourself. Again, whether it's the military, civil service, um, fucking whatever, boys and girls, just go do something. And, and until you figure out what it is that you want to do, uh, put that time to use while you're trying to figure that out in a positive manner by serving uh, above your above yourself. Uh, Rick, twelve eighty-five. When choking oneself, should the hand position be right over left or left over right? Asking for a friend. Yes. Uh, Traken, if you had to join another branch of service, what would it be and what MOS? Um, Marines, O three hundred. Uh, no, I uh, actually, I mean, there would be some uh, some th- that would be on the list. Uh, that or uh, honestly, I probably, probably the army. Um, and probably a chef. Nah, fuck, I don't know, honestly. Um, I, th- there really isn't. Uh, I mean, if I had to join another branch, I'd figure out a way to get back in the Navy. I fucking love the Navy. Um, I'm proud of what I did. I loved what I did, and uh, I wouldn't change it. Uh, Moy underscore 2121, do Bud's trainees get weekends off? Um, yes. Uh, not a lot of downtime. You do get weekends and, and nights after you know about 7 or 8 off, but it's – It's not really off in terms of like, yeah, okay, punch the clock and now nothing. I mean, you're cleaning your gear, you're stretching, you're fucking cleaning your room, you're getting your shit ready, you're starching uniforms. So, I mean, it's like, it's not really downtime in the traditional sense. It's just time where you don't have instructors up your ass, but pretty much all your time is either spent recovering or, you know, getting your shit ready. Um the big dog aside from family, what's the main reason people leave the military? The, the, I, to me, there's not really a, a textbook answer. To that everybody's different. Everybody has different reasons. Uh, you know, for me, it was a combination of family and and my lung condition and and uh, in that. So, but you know, th- that's totally specific to the individual. I, I don't know that there's a, a big uh, or a, a primary reason. A tribe called Steve. At what point did your mentality turn from "I'm not sure I can do this" to "I'm never quitting"? Um, I started out with the, I'm not quitting, uh, and I would encourage everybody to do that too. Um, you know, just you got to have a good attitude going into it. If you don't, what what the fuck? Why not? Like you're, you know, do or do not. There is no try. Uh, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Uh, go in there. Don't think uh, you don't think you can do it. Go in there saying I'm gonna fucking do this. Uh, SW or S White 1509. I've heard you mention your diets pretty much eat as clean as possible. I'm assuming it's basic stuff like meat and greens. My question is, do you count calories? All that other stuff. No, uh, I don't. I eat when I'm hungry. Generally speaking, uh, I, I do listen to the fitness podcast, uh, and that will tell you everything. But uh, no, I, I don't count shit. Um, other than how many fucking chicken wings I've downed so far. No, I'm kidding, but I, no, I don't. I don't. I don't abide by that. Generally speaking. All right uh, have I ever, uh, TWT bulls? Um, have you ever tried minimalist footwear? What's your favorite shoes to wear while working dogs all day? No, I don't wear minimalist footwear, minimalist footwear. Um, I like uh, footwear that's comfortable because I stand all fucking day or a lot of the day. Uh, what do I wear working dogs? If I'm in a bite suit, I'll usually wear new balance cleats. They're like a kind of a soccer cleat. um, Otherwise, just a good pair of like trail runners is uh, is good to go. for. That's usually what I wear most of the time. Uh, what's your take on immigrants serving in the military, specifically in SW? I'm an immigrant. This is OG underscore Rudd. Uh, I'm an immigrant, and I want to enlist when I get status. Standing by to get some fucking A, OG underscore Rudd. My take is f- fucking bring it. Uh, I think it's a great policy, and, and in my opinion, that, that would be a fast track, in my opinion, for immigration status. If you want to be a citizen, join the fucking military, and, and you're a citizen. Uh, I think it's a great policy, and, uh, and I love it because uh, it speaks volumes to the people that are willing to serve, such as yourself. Uh, and it also instills, in my opinion, uh, a, a really good foundation of, of what it means to be an American, um, and uh, I think it's fantastic. Vote for Pedro M., favorite cut of meat, uh, Wagyu ribeye in cap, hands down. Mostly Charlie, a little Jen. Who did you meet during your time in service that challenged you the most, produced most growth and change, had the most difficult time getting along with? My best friend, or uh, one of my two best friends, Shane. Uh, I wanted to, we wanted to fight. I wanted to fight him. Uh, when I first met him, I hated him. Uh, and I'm actually going to bring him on the podcast owner of SH nine edge works. Check it out. It makes really good knives. Um, but, uh, yeah, I fucking hated him. Uh, he was the biggest challenge cause he was a total prick. He was an old guy. Uh, he's eight years, seven, eight years older than I am. And, uh, and we hated each other. We almost fought a couple of times. Uh, and then we went, I, we went on a road trip together and uh, became best friends and that was fucking over 20 years ago, right at 20 years ago. So there you have it. Uh, Last question. M-K-I-M-I-B. Mike, can you share some thoughts on raising kids at an early age with important values and principles uh, such as honor, work, ethic, perseverance? Uh, There is a reason. I'm saving this A for last and B uh, asking it again or answering another one, even though I've already answered it uh, essentially is because I feel that it is that fucking important uh, and needs to be reiterated. Um, All of those honor, work ethic, perseverance are important. uh, And I'm going to restate that you have to lead by example, whether that's raising kids, whether that's owning a business, whether it is doing anything in life is that you have to be the, the, either the change or the example that you want to either see or set Uh, And if you're not that, then fuck you, frankly, to expect that out of anybody else. Uh, You can't expect loyalty and be a disloyal, backstabbing fuck. You can't expect honesty and being a lying, two-faced son of a bitch. Uh, You can't expect a hardworking, perseverance-driven attitude when you're a lazy, fat fuck that quits at a moment's notice when things get a little bit hard. My point is, is that if you if you don't have the ability to demonstrate that then you're never going to be able to instill that in somebody you have to do that uh do it for your kids do it for your comrades do it for your teammates do it for your coworkers do it for your spouse uh you know be the kind of spouse you want to be married to you know fuck dr phil you can come and talk to dr mike on mic drop i'll tell you i'll tell you how it is But that's the gist of it is that, you know, to instill that you have to, you have to demonstrate it, you know, I mean, plain and simple. Like if you're not doing that again, choke yourself, but, uh, that's where it starts. And then number two is that with all of these things that now, after you're demonstrating them, that you're trying to instill them is you've got to set them up for success. Okay. So once you're demonstrating it, uh, now to instill it is, is that how you set them up for that is that you're going to let them get into situations and then also advertently put them into situations where you know, they're going to struggle where, you know, or you can anticipate that they're going to fail or that they're going to get their fucking heart broken or that they may be injured. Not seriously. Don't let them jam a fucking fork into an outlet, you know, but let them learn some lessons the hard way because those are going to stick. Those are going to teach them that I don't always get to win. Don't give them a fucking participation trophy. Uh, you know, that's one of the one of the areas we've gone wrong also is that, you know, too many kids think that, well, I'm here. I should get something. M- motherfucker. No, that's not the case. That's not how it works. You know, so th- that's that's how it has to be is, is that you have got to be able to to demonstrate it. And then you've got to be able to scale it and put them in, pos- in positions and environments and situations where they're going to learn that stuff. Um, whatever the things are that are important to you. That's what you need to work on and, and try to instill them, uh, again, by demonstrating and then putting them in the, in that situation. Um, lastly, on that, you know, be positive be positive and, and reward them for those things. Uh, it can't just be, you know, a school of hard knocks, like you're going to learn the hard way and your reward is not getting fucked with or punished. No, uh, pay them for a job well done. And I mean that figuratively. Uh, is that, you know, set boundaries, don't be their best friend, uh, you know, but give them goals to achieve. And when they do, you know, there, there's something that they're getting out of it. Um, you know, use that positive reinforcement to me that, that is the gist of, of raising good kids. Uh, and, and just people in general is, is kind of that step-by-step process, uh, explain things to them, you know, on, on top of it, almost like a debrief after the, the lesson learned, but, uh, that is my last question uh, for this round. I know there was uh, some questions that I did not answer, uh, and I apologize. Some of them are repetitive. Some of them are just a little bit beyond the scope of, uh, of this Q&A. I will do these regularly. Love the questions. Keep them coming. Uh, again, I don't have all the answers, uh, but I have uh, all the answers that I think make sense, and I'm happy to to sit here and provide them for you. you need help training with your dog, go to Trico's Team Dog online, MikeRitland.com. Uh, Sign up for the online training. Uh, Check out our Trico supplements, CBD pet oil. More importantly, uh, don't get your feelings hurt. Uh, The swear words that I use, the the advice that I offer, it comes from a good place. uh, And I'm trying to help you not get your fucking feelings hurt because I think that's the biggest detriment to our society. So as always, thank you for listening. Uh, I appreciate the hell out of the support that you guys have shown me. I am truly humbled by it. I can't thank you guys enough for, uh, for your continued support, uh, and it gives us the ability to, to bring you interesting guests and uh, and, and the content that uh, that I do really enjoy bringing you guys. So if you're pissed off, good. Uh, keep coming back for more, and I'll continue to do so. And uh, until next time, this is Mike Browning.